What's up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to episode number 29 of the Review Point Podcast, coming to you, of course, from fanboysanonymous.com. As always, I am your host, Tony Mango, and joining me on the panel for tonight, we've got the Dace Man himself, Chris Dace. What's up, Dace-tacular nation? Woo! Energy. I want to put Energy! some away. <laughs> Go Red Mountain Dew! Sorry. <laughs> we've got Andre Rosa. Hi, guys. How was your day? Well, you can't answer, but okay. How was your whenever day you're listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> and if you leave a comment of, fuck you, this isn't Captain America Civil War, no. Fuck you. That's yeah. how your day's going. Ask. <laughs> and we've also got Drew White. I'm so used to it being episode 200 and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, uh, smacked you- <laughs> Also, Code Red Mountain Dew, I was drinking it before, and I got sick and I threw up. Stained my bed sheets. <laughs> Why'd you throw up in your bed? I didn't mean to. Dude, no, it just kind of happened. It was one of those. Oh my god, I'm dying. I can't. I can't run. I. I. I I'm. And it just kind of happened. I, was very upset. I got a new bed now. Don't worry about it. But at this one has cup holders on it, so you know. Code red. Code red. Vomit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably what it means in the hospital. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that's what that show Code Black is about. There's some other kind of form of Mountain Dew. Code Black. <laughs> anyway, this has nothing to do with the topic we're talking about whatsoever. <laughs> Welcome to the Mountain Dew Club. What yeah. up? It's big, uh, being headed off by a guy who doesn't drink soda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you are unfamiliar with uh, what Review Point is, we take a target, we talk about the hits and the misses in a review format, just basically what's good, what's bad, Whatever the case may be like that. And our target for this edition is going to be, if you checked out the title of this or anything else that's going along with that, you should know. Spoiler alert. It's Captain America Civil War. Latest installment in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Phase 3. Kicking off pretty well. And to let you know everything about when it comes to spoilers for the movie itself. Warning. We are going to be talking about the things that happened in the movie. And if you haven't seen Captain America Civil War, you don't know what's happening you should just bookmark this. Go watch it again later on. Uh, you know, take care of the movie first. Come back to us. Then you won't have a reason to bitch and complain. Or Spoiler. if you don't really care and you know you're okay with being spoiled, then listen to us anyway. Maybe that'll Spoiler. be the thing. Lincoln dies. Lincoln dies. I knew Booth would do that. <laughs> <laughs> Funny thing is, it's true. Yeah, uh, Lisa yes. Render too. Yeah. Deal with it. South will not rise again. (laughs) So we are going to talk about mostly characters is how we're going to kind of target this to kind of make it a little bit easier on ourselves a little bit. We're not going to be like, oh, I think that the plot was a hit and whatever. That's kind of a given when you start breaking down characters and such. But uh, we'll talk about some other things as well if it comes up and we'll kind of divulge here and there. But I think the first thing we need to talk about is just our overall first impressions. Now, we had a movie that came out earlier this year that a lot of people were completely against. I wasn't necessarily in that same boat. I actually liked Batman v Superman more than the average person. There's a lot of flaws in it, I'll admit it, but the general consensus was that this movie sucked. And going into Captain America Civil War, everybody was just like, this is the best Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. And I'm going to say right now, I think Batman v Superman gets more uh, more flack than it should have, and I think that actually Captain America Civil War gets more praise than it should I don't dislike the movie in the slightest bit, and I'll talk about the flaws that I have with it, but I do think that it's getting higher praise than it's worthy of. 
that, you know, break that down a little bit more. Drew, you're a little bit more of an outsider when it comes to the superhero genre. You don't follow it as much as like myself and Dave's and whatnot. Uh, I mean, I, I follow it. I, I haven't read comic books in God knows how long, and I didn't know the Civil War plot going into it. I but I I, I like comic book movies for what what they are. So, but there's that. <laughs> yeah, but like you're not, you wouldn't be looking at this and going, "Oh man, that's a, one reference to this other thing that happened in whatever," like that kind of crap. No. Like, you know, when you saw Avengers: Age of Ultron and they said Doctor Helen Cho, I doubt that you were like. Oh man, I wonder if that's Amadeus Cho's mom. <laughs> it's like... No, but I, I, there were people around me who were doing like just having orgasms anytime they mentioned something. Yeah. The whole movie, and because I saw the third, the first possible showing of it, I, it was all the just the big fans of it. And during the the trailers, especially, they were just like spooing and like getting upset with like <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which which was stupid. But yeah, you're right. I I, I don't get a hundred percent of every reference that they. Uh, point out possibly maybe but your first impression of this positive negative definitely a positive uh marvel especially with the cinematic universe most of the movies are a hit and really it is going to be really hard to fuck this up especially actually it probably would have been really easy to fuck this up because they could have ended up being a clusterfuck of just having everyone they could possibly get into the movie but overall i really enjoyed it if I had one complaint about it, the movie was when it ended and that it was kind of lackluster. But other than that, the movie itself was pretty damn good. Dace, what was your first impression of the film? Well, for me, it was a little different because I the first comic story that I got into where I read the entire arc, well, at least bought the entire arc, was Civil War. And that thing is huge. Like, it's one of the largest running events they did. And, of course, uh, being the guy who read the comics, you're going to pick apart a little bit more seriously than the average uh, comic goer today. But, like you had said, it's it's a really good movie, but I don't think the best in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because there are some issues with it. Um, and, to me, it started off slow, and they did the same flashback shit that Batman vs. Superman did. So, good, really good movie, just like you said, I think it's a little overhyped. Andre, your first impressions? I, I basically agree. I I thought it was pretty great. I definitely enjoyed myself throughout the film, but I do agree with the fact that everybody's giving this this film every praise in the world, and I I don't think it's the best in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I wouldn't. I would argue it may not even be the best superhero film that came out this year. So I, I definitely did enjoy it. I do have problems with it, uh, but overall, it's still pretty great. So I'm going to switch up our format a little bit. Instead of going, what do you guys think about Captain America? What do you think about Iron Man? What do you think about Winter Soldier? Whatever. I'm going to have us bounce around a little bit and throw out, you know, here's a hit, here's a negative, here's a miss, you know, that kind of thing. That's the gimmick, right? <laughs> so uh, I'm going to throw out a negative to start off because bad news first, why not? One of my, I think the biggest misses in this film is – the whole situation with Baron Zemo. Now, Zemo is a character from the comics that y there's no way of translating him 100% without looking stupid. The dude's got a purple sock on his face. It's going to be difficult to figure out a way to do that and to have him, you know, carry around a sword and have, like, a feather boa and not look like a complete wuss. But, that being said, 
I want some kind of a reference to it at some point. Like, if our main villain of this is going to be a character that's a big, big adversary for Captain America, he should kind of have something that ties into it. Maybe, like, he's, you know, he's got a ski mask on at one point, and it's got a purple tinge to it. Or he's got a picture of, like, his ancestors, and they've got, you know, it's a picture from a costume party, and they're wearing it. Or There's ways to get around it and stuff, but no mentioning of his ancestors really except for that his dad had died with the Sokovia attack which that changes him too he's not doing that whole German side of things he's doing his gimmick this time around is that he's just a a dude from Sokovia who's got a gripe so he's got no mask going on his whole Sokovia thing is kind of bothersome whatever and his plot too on top of that the whole idea that he's going to have these other winter soldiers that he's going to do jack shit with he just fucking kills him very disappointed oh, with this. I know Dave that seemed, irritated me. Yeah, I was just going to bring it right to you because I know that you and I had a little discussion about this. The fuck that irritated the fuck out of me when they just killed those five other super soldiers. Like you did nothing with them, and basically, like you said, the Baron Zemo character was just a guy they gave the name Zemo to. He's it was a guy with a chip on his shoulder, just like everybody else in this entire movie. That's why they had to sign the registration act. So it was like, there's nothing special about him. He has no relationship to Captain like he does in the cartoons, the comics, and every other iteration Zemo's been in. Mm. So I was just really annoyed, and really annoyed that it was a missed opportunity uh, with those five super soldiers. They could have been like the Masters of Evil, because Zemo does like camouflage them to be heroes just to make the Avengers look bad in the current cartoon they're doing on Disney XD. So you could have ran with that, so kids who went to see it make the connection. But no, you fucked it completely. I, if I had to complain about anything, they really, he was supposed to be the main villain of the whole movie. He really didn't do much. And when they killed the five super soldiers, I was, I was a little confused about that just because they built up to this moment, the whole movie, just to kill him off. It was really anticlimactic. I, I, I think now this, this is coming from a guy who I haven't read the comic books. I don't know much about the characters, um, for the most part. Uh, but just in the context of this film, you advertise, you know, like Drew said, you advertise these five, like, you know, people and you see flashbacks of them beating the shit out of Winter Soldier, essentially. And you're just going to kill them off in the last 10 minutes. And besides that, I don't think the villain, if I could use anything to describe the villain, it's kind of unnecessary. And I, and I, I get it. Maybe somebody who read a lot of Civil War and he, maybe he was involved a lot of it. But when I look at overall as the film, I don't think they really needed him at all. Like, really? I think. The beginning just completely like showed what the conflict was going to be. They didn't really need this villain to be in the movie. Granted, I don't think it was like a bad performance or it was poorly written. I just think that as far as his appearance and presence, it it, it just didn't need to be there at all. <laughs> I, I think the Zemo thing was more so to bring them back on track to being a team again, because at least in the comic run, if you haven't read the comic, spoiler alert, they're going into Civil War 2, so you're screwed anyway. Uh, they <laughs> kill Cap. And the killing of Cap kind of brings everybody like, holy shit, we <laughs> we need to stop. Um, and I think Zemo was the holy shit, we need to stop. This is the asshole that orchestrated everything. So, so that was their get away. That's going to bring so. up a point here that, to me, isn't really a hit or a miss. It's just something I I think that a lot of people are skipping over when it comes to their like points of view about the movie. If you're Team Cap or you're Team Iron Man, here's what's fundamentally wrong about Team Iron Man. 
the part in the film at the end where Tony gets the information that uh, Winter Soldier killed his parents, of course he's going to be pissed about it. I mean, who wouldn't be? But he opts to fight Bucky and Cap instead of apprehending Zemo, who he knows is the true villain behind, like, you know, a bunch of murders and stuff. So he would rather go with his personal vendetta than to be the actual hero. That's why Team Cap is the right choice. <laughs> and, well, and, and and I think, like, I I kind of agree with that in the sense, like, look, Tony Stark is coming from a place of a lot of, like, emotion and torment, essentially. And Captain America is just kind of looking at things straightforward. I mean, I think Vision brought up better points in the film than Cap- or Iron Man did to fight for Iron Man's side. Yeah. Uh, so... In all honesty, like, you know, Captain America was just kind of like, hey, this is what I think. And I feel like Iron Man was using a lot of, oh, man, I let this kid die. I feel sad now. We need to be in check, you know. And I, Captain America was like, yeah, a kid died. But because that kid died, thousands of other people got to live. So, you know. So is anybody still Team Iron Man after this? I am Captain Dick. <laughs> well, I'll. I wanted okay. to be Team Spider Man, but uh, they they only had him on for like fifteen minutes. What the fuck happened <laughs> to that kid? Like, is he still laying at that airport, just like uh, I I need to catch my breath still? Like, Did you wait until the after credit sequence? No, I. Yeah, well, see, well, I saw the hold on. I saw the mid. I saw the mid credit sequence. However, I was sitting in the aisle, and I people were, were constantly like, "Hey, can you get up?" And I was like, "Fuck it, fine. I'm just gonna leave." I didn't. That because I know they always usually have some type of after credit scene, but they showed the one where the the, the Black Panther later. But I I just assumed that was the one. So Tony, you, you missed the bat signal. Yeah, you missed oh, the bat signal. Damn. Yeah, it yeah, appears he, uh, over Gotham. It's um Peter is in his uh in his bedroom and Aunt May comes out and she points out that he's got you know a black eye and she's just like you know you got no fight and whatever and he's like yeah uh, the guy's name was Steve. And uh, but you should have seen his friend. He was huge, <laughs> and she's like, "I I hope you got some uh, some good licks and all in him." And he's just kind of like, "Yeah, you know, all right. Well, see you later, May. You're fucking hot." And uh, he <laughs> presses a button on his um, gauntlet for his uh, web shooters, and it's that spider symbol from the old animated series and stuff. So yeah, he's still working with Tony Stark and all that, which. You know what? I didn't think about this when I was watching the movie, but I, I've read a couple reviews and you know I've read some comments online and stuff just to get a little bit more of a perspective from outsiders instead of my own. Somebody brought this up. I can't give credit to you because I don't remember who you are, but they pointed out if Tony Stark is so worried about that that kid lost his life in Sokovia and that everybody should sign the, the Sokovia Accords, why does he enlist the help of a teenager who hasn't signed the Sokovia Accords? Tony, the kid, was, is a superhero. It's a little different. Come on. That black kid, what, what was he? Just an engineering guy? No, 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 no. He could have been a super engineer. <laughs> well, there's like... If, if Iron Man 3 did one thing right, it would set up Tony Stark's paranoia of the whole greater good thing. And then Age of Ultron leads into it, too, with the whole when he touches that staff and he sees Thanos kill damn near everybody. So he, he's... It's, it's- Oh, sorry. Paranoid. No, it's okay. He, he's just—he seems to be always paranoid now. Yeah, it, it's also one. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things where, uh, like, my friend was pointing this out too when he was talking to me about it. Basically, that even if you're on Team Iron Man's side, it always seems like Iron Man 
in trying to do the right thing ends up, you know, fucking things up even more. Um, so like he, he just kind of feels bad. Like Iron Man kind of is never in the right of a situation as far as that goes. I feel bad for Iron Man. He, he gets his ass kicked the whole movie and then he pretty much essentially loses. And the only thing he gets is the damn shield. That's all he gets for all of his hard work. Yeah, but that's a sweet shield. <laughs> Oh, oh wait, wait. Totally. Don't forget about the cell phone he got at the end of the movie. He uh, got a, <laughs> he got a sweet phone. phone <laughs> oh, yeah. And then also the, the, the note of Captain America sent him, which is is Captain America the the villain or is Zemo the the villain in this movie? No, Captain America's the hero. No, yeah. Tony, it's it I, sounds I, like I, the law is out for him. Come on. He he broke people out of prison. Come on. He's a lawbreaker. He's a bad guy. Chuck you know, with no bad guys, and this is a bad guy. <laughs> you know what this needs to move into? Nomad. I, I I feel like I know that the film tried to like show you both sides of the coin, but I always got that feeling that throughout the film they kind of lean towards Captain America's side. And so that's kind of how I feel like I knew Captain America was the good guy, because regardless of what people would try to say, I think the film was on a Captain America's side in this so- situation. <laughs> A couple, a couple of things that I noted noticed right away, and I know with Thor, I understand why he was on the film because he's back on his planet dealing with the zone things. But what the fuck is the Hulk doing? I liked how they called that out, just like, oh man, it would be really mm-hmm. great if we had fucking Banner on our side. <laughs> and then the even better that Scarlet, uh, not Scarlet Witch, that uh, Black Widow was just like, you really think he'd be on our side? And he's like, yeah, fuck. But uh, he left at the end of Age of Ultron to go be in a buddy cop film with Thor. I think he's going to be the best <laughs> of the two. Wait, what the- Thor, Thor Ragnarok is just going to be a buddy cop film with him and Hulk. Oh, it, it's it really legitimately is. Lethal Weapon 5. Really? Yeah, that's legitimately the plan that they have. It's Hulk and Thor together in a buddy cop thing. Oh, really? That is the legitimate plan that they have going for Thor Ragnarok. They're not going to do Ragnarok, it seems. They're going to do a buddy cop thing. So for those who are into the Rush Hour TV show, which sucks balls and is totally not going to get renewed, go watch Thor Ragnarok. You'll get the same thing. <laughs> Wait, Rush Hour is actually on now? Yeah, it just it's terrible. Uh, tell me they replaced Mulaney with that. Come on. <laughs> Roll back to a podcast. So, um, yeah, that's the situation that's going on with that, those, uh, which is pretty interesting. They'll they'll figure out a way to get to get them all back together again. But uh, another negative that I had, I, I don't want to just start off with all the negatives. So I swear to God, I'll bring a positive in a minute. But. Uh, what sucks for Iron Man, Pepper Potts being taken out of the equation because she's just like on a break with that whole thing. That's kind of lame. She's on a break with Marvel contractual <laughs> reasons. Yeah, come on. <laughs> well, take a little pay cut and show up for two seconds. I, I, I and I understand. I, I would have. It would have probably been better if uh, she had been in the film, mainly because that probably would have helped us feel more sympathetic towards Iron Man's situation. Or point of view, I should say. Uh, that being said, I, I understand. Like, if she was like, "Oh, I'm having contract disputes, so I'm not going to be in the film," I get it. But it just sucks that your character couldn't be in because it probably would have helped a lot. So I want to bring up a positive. I swear I was going to bring up a positive about <laughs> this right afterwards because yes. there are tons and tons of positives. I don't want to give off the impression that I hated this movie. I by far I hope, did not. I hope it's the big one. Well, there's there's a lot of big ones. Yeah. I, I mean, do you want to go with the literal big one? 
Holy shit, Spider-Man! I thought you were going to talk about Giant Man. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> no. what I was thinking. No. Actually, no, the one I was, I was going to bring up is not those two, because I think we can get more into those in a little bit. Later but uh, a, a side thing that I thought was just a really interesting idea, every movie that we've had so far with Iron Man, they've still managed to find a new way to do something with the suit. Like, we've had, you know, the, the first Iron Man movie, you've got that classic suit. Then he moves on to the Mark II, the Mark III. After where we've got uh, the little triangular chess piece. We've got the the actual briefcase kind of thing. We've got some new weapons. Iron Man 3, we've got the extremist armor, which is not necessarily the extremist armor because that's the other thing. I might have liked that. But we've got, you know, it can fly off in different pieces and all that. Avengers, we've got that whole it's targeting through your wrist wristwatch thing so on and so forth. This time around, we get the watch that turns into the hand of that. I thought that was pretty awesome. That's slick. Yeah, like you said, they always make some kind of, like, tweak to it. Or bring, like, uh, at the big ones, they brought in Iron Patriot. They brought in uh, Hulkbuster. Hulk so it's always neat to see what they're going to do with Tony. Especially now that he doesn't have the chest plate anymore. Yeah. It's like that actually ended up being, like, a good choice to not have the chest piece anymore. I'm glad that they did that. I was really questioning it in Iron Man 3, but mm. thumbs up. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bucky would have killed him in this one. Yeah, <laughs> he always totally would have killed him. <laughs> I miss Jarvis, though. I'm not taking Friday as much. No, not at all. But I, I think that uh, if we were to like replace... Because the only reason we don't have Jarvis is because we have Vision now. And I think that Vision in this film... I like Vision more than I don't like Friday, so I think it's okay that we don't have Jarvis because we do have that in Vision. Uh, plus, he's, he has superpowers, so I like that. Yeah, and that's another positive that I've got. Vision is really cool. I like how he's understanding the Mind Stone. I like that he's got this creepy crush on Scarlet Witch. <laughs> They've got you know their whole romance in the comics, which is fucking ridiculous if you think about it. Like, <laughs> But hey, hey it's a but... better option for her to be fucking a cyborg or, uh, you know, complete AI than her to be fucking her brother like in the Ultimate series. That's kind of Think about it. <laughs> but yeah, Vision was cool. I liked that a lot. I liked how he was clearly the most powerful. And all yeah. he well, was uh, one, one I second. think Scarlet Witch was the clearest most powerful. Yeah, uh, Scarlet Witch literally... Scarlet Witch literally took him and threw him down. She basically controlled that stone. Um, just based on what I've seen... It seems like Scarlet Witch is OP as fuck. <laughs> I, I really like how Team Stark used Vision as the nuclear deterrent, like the last resort. Like when they first did the whole meetup, it was like, all right, we're going to approach these guys without him. But if shit gets cray, bring in the Vision. That's a good way. True. That, yeah. And then Scarlet Witch is just like, nah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so my theory going forward with this, obviously we know Thanos has to get that Mind Stone. So yep. Vision's fucked no matter what. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking what we're going to get is when the restoration happens, because Vision's not going to just die and never show up again. They're going to do that white Vision outfit, I think. And that's going to be him, like, purified by Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. I think that that's how they're going to get around that. Yeah. And the cool thing is that Stone's going to attract Thanos to Earth, so they've already laid the groundwork for that. Yeah. And he'll be like, fine, I'll do it myself. I'll kill Vision. <laughs> and that's... I mean, that sounds like a cool idea, but that goes into an issue that I've had that I had with this film. Can I can I bring up an issue, by the way? Like, yeah, go for it. 
Okay. Um, and I know that some people may not be as bothered by this as I am. I'm a little bit disappointed that nobody died. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, and and I just and I don't. I'm not saying they have to kill off Cap like they did in uh, the comic books. But what I am saying is that even the people who you might have thought like would die, like a uh, um, War Machine or whatever. Oh no, he's not dead. You know, Tony Stark find a way so he can walk even though he's paralyzed. Like, I feel like at that point it, it's kind of making me think. Because at first I was like, Infinity War, Thanos is just going to come and destroy everyone, right? But now I'm thinking, is anyone even going to die in Infinity <laughs> War, like, permanently? Because, I mean, even you say Vision is fucked, but he's he might come back that way. So I'm thinking, what's the what's the point then? So I, 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 I'm kind of a little bit upset that nobody here died to make me feel any stakes for these heroes. Because now, going forward, when somebody dies, I'm probably just going to be like, oh, it sucks that they died. But in the back of my head, I'm going to think... They're probably going to come back, and that's just that's just really going to bother me going forward. Well, with uh, if War Machine were to die, uh, then you would have had to have so much sympathy for Tony Stark, and then he loses in the end, and then oh my god, it would just he would just be crying. It he would have killed himself at the end of the movie. <laughs> so you would have had two deaths at that point. Tony's True. just hanging at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a brand new version scene. of the uh, the armor is the <laughs> Hangman's noose armor. <laughs> I'm actually glad that Rhodey didn't die. I like the idea of him being paralyzed. He could use that extremist formula, fix him up a little bit. But we actually did have two deaths in this. We had Peggy Carter and um, Brock Rumlow. <laughs> Peggy mm. Carter, just like her season three hopes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that show cannot come back, man. That was just the struggle. <laughs> See, can you can you I, can you qualify Peggy as a death if she didn't make an appearance in the film? Like, I, I know she died, but honestly, like, I, I kind of I didn't think she was going to die because honestly, I didn't even know she was going to be included in this film at all. Uh, but it just kind of seems like, oh, and I kind of hated that entire uh, monologue that her niece had. Um, not to say that it, it was like bad necessarily in itself but it just kind of seemed like i didn't like that that was what gave captain america the motivation because at first he was like maybe i should just agree with everyone but then her niece is like you know my mom told me the story about this one time that exactly matches the exact same situation that guy in the front <laughs> row is going through right now and i was just like okay that's kind of lame but i mean whatever you know he got to make out with her and bucky and freaking falcon were like yes that was one of my favorite moments of the movie where they're just kind of like get it boy <laughs> which that's kind of creepy though how it's like yeah i was in love with your aunt or your great aunt or whatever she's supposed to be that that whole timeline's all messed up but i was yeah, totally in love with her but you know you're kind of hot <laughs> I, I leaned over to you in the theaters and specifically said like i didn't know she had a sister like in the show they only alluded to a brother that died during the war no other mention of other siblings. The only thing I can think of is maybe this incarnation is different enough where uh, Sousa, because mm -hmm. I'm assuming Sousa is supposed to be her husband. Yeah. Maybe his, like, siblings or whatever are yeah, actually true. Sharon's. Um, but then that wouldn't make sense because her name's Carter. Yeah, Never mind. You, you want to know what I thought as soon as I saw this scene? I was oh, just wait. like... Fucking tits. <laughs> <laughs> but, but wait, how would she retain the name Carter if her Yeah, mom... that's why I, that's the flawed logic what I was thinking of. I think the answer to this is if you were to ask the Russos, they'd go, 
Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that that's really the only thing you can complain about. Well, no, here's the other list. But here you go. <laughs> Shut up. Enjoy the movie. Be like, yeah, well, we didn't like this. We didn't like that. But dude, fucking Giant Man is sick. <laughs> <laughs> Another one of my favorite parts of the movie had to be that, and it had to be just this idea that uh, this ties a little bit into how cool Spider-Man was, but. Bringing up the way to take him down as the Empire Strikes Back Battle yes. of Hoth. Mm-hmm. That's a, that that was a great line. I cracked I, the fuck up. Just you I, guys see that really old movie Empire Strikes Back, and they're like, "How old is this fucking kid?" <laughs> that whole fight scene is the greatest thing that ever happened. Because like between Spider Man and Ant Man both being in awe every time they went toe to toe with somebody, <laughs> like Spider Man's complimenting Captain America as Captain America's beating the shit out of him with a shield. Yeah. I love that exchange too with the whole you got a lot of heart, kid, where are you from? Queens? Uh from Brooklyn and he's just kinda like, Nah, I'm not gonna cap it reminded me of the scene from I think it was Ultimate Spider Man where uh, there's a scene between the two of them and Captain America just kind of says, like, or he's getting, like, something bad It's talked about him. It might be actually Avengers 8, uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, where they're talking shit about Cap, and Spider-Man is like, dude, why don't you, like, fight back and, you know, expose that this is all wrong and you're actually in the right? And he's like, it doesn't matter what everybody else says. You Whatever you do is what defines you, because uh, I know what you've gone, gone through with the whole the newspapers and stuff, and you still save people and all that, and Spider-Man just goes, can I be your sidekick? <laughs> it reminded me of that kind of a thing. It was like, oh, the two, like, the Brooklyn buddies kind of or something. We should see a spinoff. But, like, Paul Rudd right out of the van, he's like, oh my god, you're Captain America! And he turns around to uh, Scarlet Witch and goes, oh, I know you, you're, you're great too, but Captain America! <laughs> yeah. He was so good. I loved the idea that he became Giant Man, even though I think that they, they could have put that in Ant-Man and the Wasp. But that was really cool, and, and how great is it to see Spider-Man back? Yes. Oh, I, uh, even though we knew he was coming back, and the, the scene where he jumps down with the shield that was already shown, I still got all giddy. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you showed me in that trailer, but I still fucking love this scene so much. You're back. And, and here's one thing, and I love Spider-Man in this film. He was probably... And, and and it's also a compliment to also the Black Panther character because they took two characters that had not been introduced to the cinematic universe. And I think they did a pretty great job of just throwing them in and say, hey, here's their story. This is a quick story about them. And then you'll get a better story in another uh, next one. Uh, a lot of people are saying that this is the best uh, Spider-Man yet. I don't know if I had to go that far. I mean, yeah. Tommy McGuire had a whole trilogy. Even Andrew Garfield had a couple movies. Holland has 15 minutes of screen time, so I'll I wait mean, till... You mean what? Tommy <laughs> McGuire's doing the uh, shuffle down the uh, sidewalk was probably the greatest thing he ever did with <laughs> Spider-Man. I wouldn't say that. I, everything in Spider-Man 2 is pretty great. Um, but I, like I said, I'm just going to wait till Homecoming, and then when I see Holland in a full-length film, then I can go, okay, this guy's pretty great. But I love Spider-Man's wittiness. I love his also, like awkwardness when he's just fighting and he's like oh my gosh i can't believe i'm actually fighting superheroes uh even at the beginning when he was peter parker just talking to tony stark which was another minor thing that i didn't really like i it kind of picked at me was like tony stark was saying hey you're peter parker i know you're spider-man 
but they never tell you how he knows. You're just supposed to assume that he found out somehow. Uh, that was just a little bit bothersome to me. But other than that, like, I really love how uh, he was, you know, they he explained who he was and he only got his powers like six months ago. So every all the inexperience of fighting in combat with a lot of people came out in the fight. But it, it was pretty great. And, and I love the Spider-Man. I can't wait till the movie comes out. I'm assuming that he's been keeping tabs on everybody. Kind of like mm-hmm. Friday was sort of like spying on people and stuff. He's like, the Batman of Marvel. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like, you know, it's kind of like Brother Eye a little bit. But um, I liked the scene, the introduction at the whole like, I've been watching you and he's just like, no, 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 that's that's a YouTube and whatever. But my favorite part of that scene was easily the idea that he's like, yeah, with Spider Boy or whatever. And he's like, Sp- Spider Man. Like, just kinda, <laughs> I'm a man. <laughs> the thing I loved about the Spider Man character at this incarnation. I think with Tobey Maguire, we had too much Peter Parker uh, that influenced the entire character. And then in Andrew Garfield, they're like, okay, well, people were upset that it was too much Peter Parker. Let's just make him more Spider-Man. And I think Tom Holland has been able to balance both, where you get that geeky, nerdy kid when he's out of the suit, but in the suit, he's a cocky little prick. Yeah, I can see that. Like, I think I'm going to like him so much more in Homecoming than in mm-hmm. this one, because I still think I like Andrew Garfield better right now. Really? Yeah. I, I just I thought never... he was too much of a cocky prick even outside of the uh costume that yeah, I, I tend me. to like assholes <laughs> and i i don't i've never like i think the reason i didn't really like garfield's and not to say his performance of the character was necessarily bad but like i don't think that he necessarily fit the image of what spider-man should be because like andrew garfield's pretty much a pretty boy uh and he, they tried to convince me that he was able to be like a nerd, a pretty boy, but he also was like able to talk to a really attractive woman. And I'm sitting there like, I don't, I don't think this would work. But I think that Tom Holland has that look where he's young enough, and you know, he just has that uh, that look about him, you know. And I haven't seen the Amazing Spider-Man or the Amazing Spider-Man two in a long time, but maybe I'll rewatch them at some point. Maybe not the second one because that was awful. Yeah, Tobey Maguire kind of sucked because even in the first Spider-Man, he looked like he was 26. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. Yeah, uh, and you know, I've been I've been waiting for a while to get like a younger Iron Man, uh, Iron Man, fuck, uh, Spider-Man, and uh, I think that now we have uh, uh, Spider-Man that can, you know express what spider-man should be uh, as as far as the cinematic universe goes uh, i am curious though as far as homecoming whether or not they're gonna have like any di- new villains that we haven't seen on screen before or if they're gonna try to uh, revamp a new one but uh we'll see how that works you know uh another thing that stood out to me that i was just kind of like i really was curious about this at first and i i like it a lot i really like marissa tomei as aunt may and it's not just because she's really, really good looking, but like that younger kind of side of her, it's something a little bit different. Like I didn't like how uh, Daisy brought it up, um, or that uh, might not have been Daisy. Um, was it Drew that said that he looked twenty six, Tobey Maguire? Yeah, yeah. Because he had to look so old in that he had to have Aunt May was like ninety, mm-hmm. Rosemary mm-hmm. Harris, and then we went and aged her down a little bit with. Uh, Sally Field, which to me I thought was that was you know perfect, finally right the way that it was. Marissa Tomei is even a little bit younger than that, and if he's supposed to be about fifteen or so, for her to be like forty makes perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. She would have been sixty. It would have been like, all right, how fucking old was she when you know whatever? But I like that little interaction where uh, Tony Stark was kind of hitting on her and like, oh, I can't believe that you're somebody's aunt and whatever like that, and she's all <laughs> sort of giddy about the whole thing, whatever. 
So I, I'm digging Spider-Man. And, uh, I'm digging Black Widow, uh, Black Panther too, and Black Widow for that matter. But mm-hmm. Black Panther is somebody that I thought I wouldn't really be that into. I never really liked the character all that much. And he might be my favorite part of this movie. It was a very good adaptation. The only issue I had is it always looked like he was t- talking with a mouthful of shit. <laughs> <laughs> His mouth barely moved, and it was just kind of mumbled. Oh, oh my god! You brought now that you bring that up, I can see it. He just I... he, mouthful of something the entire time. But I thought it was a really good portrayal of the. He was torn because of the whole issue that he was fighting the Winter Soldier for, but then he really was the voice of reason towards the end. And he usually is in comics and stuff. He's usually calm, cool, and collective. I, I think uh, maybe maybe the uh, the fact that his lips didn't move might have been due to like uh, the accent he was trying to do. Maybe the actor could wasn't able to uh, portray the accent in the way it should have been with uh, a mouth that was uh, wide wide open and stuff. So maybe he tried to close his mouth a little bit to try to do that. Not to say it didn't look a little bit like uh, you might want to open your mouth a little bit more when you talk, but still, you know that might be a, a reason to why uh, he uh, his lips didn't move as much as they probably could have to make it less uh, awkward. I I dug the accent though. I think it's cool. Yeah, the accent the accent's very good. I'm not I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying that like maybe it's because of the accent that he wasn't able to fully uh, vocalize as not vocalize uh, fully gain an openness in his yeah. uh, lips. Drew, what were your thoughts on uh, the Black Panther part of the role, or part of the movie? At first, I was really confused, but then I really have no complaints. Everything made sense at that end. Though, I I love how in one of the last scenes where he's just holding Zemo, he's just like, shh, shh, it's okay, buddy. It's okay, it's all going to be done soon. <laughs> like that. <laughs> no, 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 you don't need to kill yourself. No, I'm going to fuck you up later. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Pretty much, so... Uh, you know, I I enjoyed it. I wouldn't say it's the best part of the film, but you know, definitely what didn't detract from the film as well. So here's another miss that I've got. It's a preemptive miss, sort of a little bit. Winter Soldier is all about Bucky. Civil mm-hmm. War is pretty much all about Bucky, and we're setting up this idea that maybe Bucky's going to be a part of the Black Panther movie. We can't get a third movie revolving around Bucky. We're building a franchise here. If you're a WWE fan, this is Roman Reigns. <laughs> Bucky's so, going to be uh, putting everybody's going to be putting Bucky over, over and over again. But Bucky's going to eventually be the reason that Thanos loses in Infinity War. He'll do a <laughs> Superman punch. <laughs> and Heavy um, Carol will be just like, "What? <laughs> it's my fucking gimmick." But I thought that we were talking a little bit earlier about somebody should have died, and maybe you know some gravitas for Captain America dying or whatever. I think if anybody should have died other than Brock Rumlow, which I liked the idea that he turned himself into a bomb and that was kind of like Scarlet Witch's fault a little bit. That was a cool way of doing that, which I want to come back to that in a second. Yeah. Um, But I think that Bucky should have been the one that died. I I was pulling for Stark to die. Honestly, during the to- during the uh, scene where uh, Iron Man or Captain America was just beating the shit out of Iron Man, I was sitting there thinking, "Okay, nobody has died at this point. If they pulled the trigger and just killed Tony Stark right now, I would I would have loved that entire scene even more." Uh, but they didn't, and I was uh, a little bit disappointed that they didn't. Uh, but yeah, I was kind of hoping what would happen is. Stark would take Winter Soldier out of commission. I I knew ahead of time that he was going to lose that arm because mm-hmm. it was just something that in the background somebody pointed it out with the trailer that he didn't have an arm. 
I'm like, oh, okay, well, that goes, that spoils that. But I was thinking maybe he would be out of commission and it would be Cap versus Iron Man. And Tony would be getting so close to actually killing Cap that Winter Soldier would sort of like jump in front of a, a repulsor blast and sacrifice himself to save Steve or something like that to be like, dude, you just put up with hunting me down to try to bring back my soul for two movies and... Maybe that that would feel make Tony feel responsible, where he's kind of like, I, oh my god, I almost killed Cap, and even though I'm kind of happy that I killed the dude and killed my parents, I kind of feel guilty about it. Now we're even, kind of like. I thought that that could have been a, a decent way to get around it, but instead we're getting the Bucky and Black Panther spinoff, I guess. <laughs> well, the the one powerful scene from the comics was Tony's regret when he was uh, sitting next to Cap, yeah, it's like dead body, and he was doing that whole speech. It's like. We didn't get any of that. It was just kind of like, eh, whatever. Call me if you need me. Because the next time he sees Winter Soldier, he should want to kill him, right? Yeah, I mean, he, that's unfinished business. It wasn't like, hey, oh, we're cool now. Cat put a shield through my arc reactor. It's no, when I get a new arc reactor, I'm going to fuck you up, buddy. Yeah. But, Dace, I wanted to ask you about uh, your opinions when it came to changing things up. We had the Stanford incident in the comics. This time we've got Brock Rumlow in Lagos and... The idea that he's a bomb and she brings him up into the air and explodes and whatever. Did you like that that was a different change or should they have done the Stanford thing? I, I think I think it was a good change because the Stanford thing was a bunch of young Avengers and people they were training to be the next generation or whatever. And they just kind of went off handle and fucked up and destroyed an entire fucking town. Um, I think it was kind of they, they kind of did that with Scarlet Witch because she's the young trainee. She's from Sokovia. So that's the last time we saw her. This is her beginning her training. And she even admits, like, oh, I fucked up. I shouldn't have thrown him into a building. Um, so I thought it was a good way to do it without introducing, like, a whole group of new superheroes that were, meant nothing. And also kind of pushing the blame on, like, all right, well, you know, it was an Avenger who did it in public and killed all those people. So yeah. I, I thought it was well done. Gave her, like, a story, yeah. too. Otherwise, she would have been another background character that just kind of, like, okay, you picked a side. Yeah. Kind of like Hawkeye. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. When Hawkeye just showed up, like, hi, I'm here out of retirement for like 10 minutes. Yeah, it, it, and it was, his reasoning was, I'm, I was bored. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what it was. I was just fishing, and then uh, I, I guess this thing was happening, so I, I guess I came. The, the line was like, oh, I, I shot an 18 in golf. It's like, okay, you got hole and run every time. So yeah, I guess that is boring for you. <laughs> he did say he had a debt to pay because of Quicksilver. Mm -hmm. So that, I liked that nod, but it was still sort of like, Dude, you were so much cooler in Age of Ultron. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think the reason is because in Age of Ultron they developed his character to a point where you you kind of felt for him because he's essentially just a normal person in in a uh, team full of gods and supermen. But then in this one, they the normal person feels like he could help in the situation of gods and nor human mm -hmm. or supermen. So it, it kind of went backwards as to what they were trying to uh, talk about in uh, Age of Ultron, which I'm not complaining that he was there. I guess he had some cool like moves in the uh, uh, airport scene. But apart from that, his character was, you know, he was just there. I, I did like that they got more towards his snarkiness. Because Clint is such a dick in every incarnation he's ever been in. Yeah, that's true. And he is so, like, he's doing the one line. And he always jokes about, like, hey, yeah, if I had fucking gamma radiation, I could take out the whole town or whatever the, the joke is he's making. Uh, I also did like the scene where he's fighting with uh, Black Widow 
and they're they're talking back and forth like, "Hey, are we still friends?" And then uh, Wanda goes, "You're pulling your punches." Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Holy shit! I liked uh, Black Widow uh, switching sides too. Oh god! I leaned over to Ryan Reeves and went, "Bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> and start calling her out for being a double agent. Mm-hmm. It's just like, dude, he's fucking right, but she felt like she should have been on Team Cap because of everything that happened in Winter Soldier, and for her to switch sides was like, they earned it, I think. Yeah, and the cool thing is, I think, it might have been you, but we were all talking about, like, why would she go Stark when she's done so much with Cap? And mm-hmm. in the movie she was in with, with Stark, she didn't like him in that movie. Yeah. So it's like, it was a good way to switch. She's still a bitch. <laughs> she's, still, she's still a bitch, but... <laughs> bitch. Here's a random thing that I kind of geeked out over, even though it's stupid as fuck in the comic books. Red Wing. I love the idea that they took this <laughs> stupid thing from the comics of Falcon being able to telepathically control an actual bird, and they were like, let's make it a drone. I'm like, that's so goddamn smart. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And he kicked like ass it. with his action this time around, spinning around and stuff. He, he The cool thing is I, he became more like prominent, and the whole... God, the whole fighting for Cap's, like, I'm his sidekick between him and Bucky was so good. <laughs> so good. When they're laying down after the, the fight with Spider-Man, or I think it was, and he's just like, I hate you so much. <laughs> God, me, me and Ryan Reeves made contact. Like, for those who don't know, that's my black friend. And we looked at each other and went, oh, my God, that's us. We are on the big screen right now. <laughs> oh, and speaking of that, that fight thing with... um the fight with Spider-Man, the idea that they're like, dude, I don't know if you've been in a fight before, but there's usually not this much talking. <laughs> That's a funny line in there. Mm-hmm. Um, going through my list right here, we actually knocked out quite a bit of different things here. Where's Nick Fury? I uh, just, just contract he's, up. He's, he's golfing in 18. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting a 17 and he's pissed. <laughs> Yeah, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. should have been a part of this. The Defenders, like, you mean to tell me they're going to do the Sokovia Accords and Iron Man's not going to be like, yeah, there's this dude named Daredevil who's fucking shut up in Hell's Kitchen. And and that's the thing that, like, not even a mention of it, because in Winter Soldier, they outright named Stephen Strange. So they obviously know people exist out there, and they don't make any mention of it. Come on. Why not have Talbot be the one that greets them at the uh, bunker that's underwater? I can't think of the damn... The raft. The raft. Why so cool that they brought the raft in, too. Yeah. Like, why did Ross have to be there? Why couldn't it have been Talbot? Why has Ross got to be the, like, only guy? It's, if it's military-related, Talbot's a thing in the universe. Yeah, or even just a quick passing nod. Just say, like, when they're talking about everybody should sign the Sokovia Accords, he, he could have one line of dialogue where he could have said, and this isn't just you, this is everybody. The things that are going on in Hell's Kitchen, that uh, guy in the Himalayas... Yeah. There you go. Immediately we know that's Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Doctor Strange, uh, Iron Fist coming up, like, mm-hmm. Which, Darede- uh, fucking Punisher, like... You have all these inhuman incidents that are happening on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where they're, like, fucking destroying towns and shit. And, nope, we're, we're gonna ignore that. And, and it really, it sucks. The only thing I could think of, of why they didn't mention any of this is they don't want to tie up those series with what's going on in this movie. Oh, it's definitely not an in-story reason. Yeah. Because if they do mention the the Accord, well, wouldn't Coulson uphold it on Tuesday? <laughs> like, Yeah, that's kind of right. true. 
there's this accord going around. Uh, so all three of you have to register, even though our secret shield base thing is not a thing. So it's like you're in, but you're not in. It, yeah, it's a fucking thing. So if we got secret warriors for Agents of Shield right now, this has to have led into Secret Avengers, right? I felt like Cap was in that Secret Avengers gear at the end of the movie. He was all dark. Like, when he came out of the shadows to release mm-hmm. them from the raft, he looked like he was, like, Secret Avengers Rogers. It's gotta be. Because if they're, they're on the run for the government, which, if they do that again, honestly, I'm gonna be a little bit pissed that there's three Captain America slash Avengers movies where they're on the run. Mm-hmm. It's a little, like, retreading on the same ground. But... They did say that they're going to be retitling Infinity War. So if they were not doing Infinity War Part 1 and Infinity War Part 2, I'm assuming it's going to be Avengers... Or, no, it can't be Avengers, Secret Avengers. That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it's probably going to be Secret Avengers and then Avengers Infinity War. Yeah, Secret so, Avengers, the fight to get it back on track for Infinity War. <laughs> <laughs> Secret so, so, Avengers, Thanos fucks shit up at the end. <laughs> So basically, uh, Thanos would be like, would he be the villain in both the films? And then, like in Secret Avengers, he basically wrecks shit up. And then Infinity Wars is when everyone comes together to try to fight him. I hope so. Yeah, that 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 seems like it would be the make make the most sense because I couldn't. I don't know what villain they could use for like another one if they're not going to use Thanos in the Secret Avengers. Ain't gonna be Baron Zemo. We know that. <laughs> well, I'm hoping. Because he, he said one line when he was talking to whatever the fuck... Uh, Mar- uh, Mar- uh, Martin uh, Freeman's character? Yeah, whatever he is. Everett he Ross. Said, yeah, he just kind of said, like, did it? I'm hoping he took the serum. Hmm. And he became a super soldier. So, cause... like, he he knows he's a super soldier himself, but he he's choosing to just wait, basically? Yeah, wait for the moment. Because... Zemo was always a mastermind, and this guy, I think the way they did portray him with the mastermind type stuff was more Zemo-like, but you know, there's a lot of other issues with him. Um, it would be a good way to rectify it. Like, he's a super soldier. Like, he, he took the serum, because he does, he do, at least the cartoon they're doing on Disney XD right now, he takes the serum himself, and it's the kid Zemo-like. Is that... Oh, I, I apologize, but that makes... That makes sense if that might be the reason why he killed them. Not necessarily just because he doesn't want those things to happen, but he knows that if he took the serum for himself, he wouldn't want anybody else like him out there, you know? He mm-hmm. would want to have that advantage. So that makes sense for why he would have killed uh, the five uh, uh, soldiers, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, Drew, toss out any other hits or misses that you might have that we didn't talk about yet. Hmm... The ending kind of fucking sucked. <laughs> In general, or do you mean the uh, tease for the stuff after the credits? Oh, no, not after the credits. Yeah, I didn't even see the after credit ones. But no, That's I'm right, just, you didn't. Like, I just thought it was very anticlimactic. It, like I said, the, the one complaint I did ha- have about the movie it was that it just kind of ended. And it was just like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry I kicked your ass, Tony. Hope you still mm-hmm. were still pals. Be cool, uh, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was fine, but it just felt weird. It just felt awkward to end it like that. And, you know, I got to keep it going with this whole big tr- 
you know, series that they're doing with the cinematic, cine, bleh, cine, cinematic universe. Cinnamon bun universe? Cinnamon. <laughs> dude, cinnamon sound fire right now. It does. But, <laughs> yeah, it does. But I'm just, for, the, for the last Captain America movie, it just felt like there should have been a bigger, like, something a lot bigger should have happened to end off the series. You wanted the Serpent Society to pop up? Yes. <laughs> dude. I wanted, dude. I wanted Iron Man to win the fucking fight. I mean, uh, team cap I, all the way. Yeah. See, the, the issue is, I'm going into a Captain America movie hoping that Iron Man will be the one victorious <laughs> in the end. I think that was the biggest flaw that I had going into this. But you know, that you guys kind of hit everything else. So there's not much I can really add to it other than Spider Man's amazing and Tony Ant Man's awesome. <laughs> Why did you single out Tony? Does he not like Ant-Man? Are you singling out me or Tony Stark? You. (laughs) I feel like at some point, actually, I'm pretty sure Tony Stark was talking shit about Ant-Man at some point, but I'm just saying, Tony, you know, it's all right to be wrong. All the Tonys out there. Yeah, all the Tonys. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because Tony Stark did make that that thing where, like, uh, Ant-Man was uh, speaking to him. He's like, oh, who are you again? Uh, I felt so bad. I'm like, man. Ant Man, you need to have another movie, so that way he, Tony Stark can know who you are. Yeah, yeah it's Scott Lang saying uh, Hank Pym's right. You can never trust a Stark, which was like, ooh, yeah, mm-hmm. he got you. Oh, did did we even talk about um the? Oh yeah, we kind of touched upon the reveal that uh, Winter Soldier killed uh, uh, Iron Man's parents. Did we? So glad that they they had that in there. Yeah, a little bit, and 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 I, and I like that too because it gave uh, uh, Tony a lot of like uh, more motivation. Because going in, he was just like, "Hey guys, it's okay. Uh, I'm your friend again." And then as soon as he sees that, oh, I'm not, I'm not your friend anymore, you know. Um, and 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 I and I really did like that. I don't know if we touched upon that, but that was a cool little thing. Well, you got any other hits or misses? Um, that you I can think of. I wouldn't say it's a hit or a miss because I don't know what it is. The fuck is ever Everett Ross's point in this movie like why did you call cast martin freeman into a role and not really use him he's gonna pop up a lot more in black panther okay it is and is he thunderbolt ross's kid that i don't know like i i don't think that they're supposed to be related stupid that they got two of the same last name That's or just... if they are related i think that he might be like his nephew or something okay but Everett Ross in the comics, from what I've been able to research a little bit into, is, like, kind of an ambassador between America and Wakanda. Oh, okay. So it's like, introduce him in here, he'll pop up in Black Panther, hopefully not to be like, oh, there's Bucky! You know, it's just one of those things. But, or maybe uh, that could be it. It could be like, hey, we, I'm here to reclaim Bucky, you have him. And that could be the whole Wakanda, like, get the fuck off my yard! <laughs> And he's, like, caught behind enemy lines or something like that, yeah. maybe? We know Claw's got to be in Black Panther. Oh, absolutely. I I just, to me, when I saw that they casted Martin Freeman, I thought it was going to be a huge character in this movie, and then he, he just had, like, three scenes. A and lot of people were thinking that he was going to be Red Skull. I'm like, I can't see Martin Freeman be Red Skull. Uh, <laughs> like, no, it, their opportunity for Red Skull would have been a Winter Soldier, and they yeah. missed it. That would have been great if uh, Robert Redford would have been Red Skull. He pulls the mask back and goes, It was me, Steve! It was me all along! Now the wrestling reference. I gotta stop doing those. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we got you, dude. (laughs) 
Anybody else have any other uh, hits or misses? Hmm. Trying to think if there's anything that I might have skipped over in my brain. I mean, we definitely brought up a good majority of everything. I mean, yeah, I can't, I can't really think of anything else that we haven't like talked about. Um, oh, I know something that bugged me, and it really has nothing to do with the movie. Those fucking title cards. I don't really fucking care. What <laughs> you were squirming were in? in your seat every time it popped on the screen. I'm like, why? Why do you have to do this? I don't care where they're at. I really don't care. It's super oh. huge on the screen, just like Belarus. Yeah, like, are you trying to be artsy fartsy? Because I really don't give a fuck. Why is the words that fucking big? Oh, Jesus Christ. I literally, out of the corner of my eye, remembered you squirming in your seat by like, the fourth one. You were just kind of like, you shifted like, oh, this is fucking. <laughs> I cringe every time. Like the first time, like, we... okay, you're setting it up. The ninth time, what the fuck? Come on. needed to know that they were in Belgium. It was very important, apparently. Okay, but but was it so important that the entire screen was basically letters? Yeah. I they they, they could have they probably could have just put it in the corner and people would have been like, oh, okay, Belgium. They didn't have to even look at it for half a second to realize yeah. that. Right, you could see through it. Center screen, do that little like the and then bring the words up and then get rid of them. Like do something fancy down there. Yeah. It really felt like the Russos were trying to be fucking artsy fartsy. And no, it's a comic movie. Stop it. Stop it now. <laughs> but then again, that's really nitpicking the fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, that I I mean I, I I that did annoy me, but like I wouldn't be like, man, the title card sequences were too annoying, docking it down a point like no, but still. Now it's certified rotten on rotten. Those <laughs> <laughs> goddamn title cards. I love the movie, like, but the fucking title cards ruined it. I love this movie, but the title cards are pretty bad. One star. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, still going I, through my. I, I like the idea that they brought General Ross back. I would have liked to have seen some kind of a reference to the Thunderbolts. It would have been kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if they would have done something with uh, Maria Hill, she didn't show up in the movie. She's working for the CIA, and this is something that's being like rolled out. You think she would have some kind of involvement, but that goes back to the whole let's ignore half the fucking universe thing. Well, uh, it's uh, Sharon's the one working for CIA. Maria's working for Stark. Oh, yeah. So why isn't she like, so rolling that's even, and shit? That's even stronger of a connection. Yeah. The fuck? Maybe the just fuck even like a conference fuck? call, you know, pay Kobe, uh, Kobe Smolders 20 bucks and be like, yo, just say three lines to say you got it, Tony. Dude, mm-hmm. I swear to God, she popped up on one of the screens when I was waiting in line to get into the theater behind Tony Stark's. So I was expecting her in the movie. This is an actual that actually shit. That's something I was complaining to you about like a few days ago. That was an actual thing. She was like the first person behind Tony, and she's not in the movie at all. It was weird as shit. There's a scene in the movie where it turns out that Maria Hill gets passed over for Kristen Malati, <laughs> and then she dies. So then they go, all right, we'll just call Maria Hill back. <laughs> Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> ba, 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 ba. I just with the whole movie I think the biggest thing that bothered me it was two things one not long enough Civil War again was a huge comic book event and they kind of crammed it into two hours they did a good job for cramming it into two hours but come on like the entire universe was impacted by this because it's brother versus brother and and, and uh, uh, before you make your second point just to mm-hmm. let you know I love how everybody uh, was talking about how this is going to be the longest Marvel movie ever made, and it's like two hours, twenty-two minutes, or something <laughs> like that. Like it's not. I mean, I've seen Gone with the Winds. That this is nothing compared to that, you know. So, 
You know, it's just, I, I love it how, like, you know, I, I do agree that it could have been a little bit longer, uh, but they should have put a little different things in there. Like, if it had been longer without the villain, it probably would have been better. Uh, but, yeah, go ahead, then. Oh, yeah, the second point is just you ignored the television universe. Like, when your director of S.H.I.E.L.D. is meeting with the president who was in Iron Man 3 on, like, the regular on the show, why can we not have a cross? Why can't they just make an appearance? Like, comp... Don't give me money issues, you fucking Disney cocks. You own the world. You can pay. This year alone, they broke a record with Civil War. They are now the fastest production company to have ever made a billion dollars in a year in only 128 days. It's crazy. Because you know they're getting money from all the other Marvel properties, even though they don't like own everything. Like You can afford Coulson's payroll. I can guarantee you can afford Greg Clark. He wants to just come on there probably for free. That's the Elseworlds version of Clark Gregg. Yeah. <laughs> Greg Clark. <laughs> That's the one that has the mustache. He's the evil one. Yeah. And both his arms are real. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it, that aggravates me that there's the movies just are just ignoring the TV. And I hope it has nothing to do with Joss Whedon because I will kick him in the dick. No, nah, I think it's Ike Perlmutter and Kevin Feige. You think so? Yeah. But Joseph Loeb is so cool. Why would you not want to work with that guy? <laughs> I don't know. That, that is bothersome. But I look at this movie kind of the same as Batman v Superman in a lot of ways. A lot of people bitched and complained about that movie and how it felt more like it was set up. Mm-hmm. This felt more like it was set up than a lot of other things. Like this, this is like if you took Winter Soldier and Avenger uh, did like an Avengers version of it. Mm-hmm. where it's not as good of a movie, it's just got some cool stuff in it. A lot of pandering. Yeah, like, as a comic book fan, watching, you know, 98% of the movie, I was just kind of like, that's awesome, oh my god, we've got Giant Man, we've got Spider-Man, we've got fucking Tony Stark popping up in Spider-Man's fucking room, this is ridiculous, we got Black Panther, and he looks like a badass, and he's... <laughs> You know, doing Black Panther shit. Is like, <laughs> yeah, we got totally Red had Wing. to throw my underwear away after that movie. I'm just saying. Yeah, like we. <laughs> I'm totally. I can't deny that that is like a, a nerd orgasm fest. But fundamentally, as a movie, it's not as good as Winter Soldier. No, I, and, I don't think it's what like it's get, like you said. It's getting praised. It's the best movie ever. It's in Marvel's universe. I don't think it is. It's up there. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but I don't think it's the best. One of the most entertaining ones, but not one of the best. I, I, I'd agree with that. Um, I, I do definitely think that it, compared to like other things, like I would even say, I might even say the first Avengers is better than this. Uh, Winter Soldier is, but I still think that it's a very fun movie. And I think it does tell a pretty, a pretty cool story. Uh, overall, I just, I don't... There are things that bother me about it, and I don't think it's the best. I think people are overrating it a lot, but it's not overrated in, like, I hated it, and it's crazy how people liked it. It's yeah. more like, yeah, I think it's great, but it, I, I don't think it's that great, you know? Yeah, it's great. But, Calm your tits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I can recommend The Winter Soldier to somebody and say, this is a really good spy film. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a comic book movie except for the whole shield thing, like when he throws the damn shield. That's the only thing that's kind of mm-hmm. like far-fetched. 
And then if I recommend this movie to somebody, I'm like, they've got the raft in it. <laughs> and they're like, what's the raft? It's the fucking one prison, one of the many prisons of the fucking comic books. And it's not the cube, but it's, it's like, then it's like, all right, you're a fucking nerd. And it's like, I know. It's fucking great. <laughs> but I, I think we're all probably going to go with a hit overall for the movie, right? I mean, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah it's a hit. Well, it's a great way to kick off the Yeah, it's a great way to kick off the summer blockbusters. Oh, it so is. Especially when you know that some of these are going to be so disappointing. I'm like, so nervous about Apocalypse when we have this conversation in a few it, weeks. It's, it looks – honestly, I, I'm, I'm – okay, I love Oscar Isaac. I think he's a great actor. This looks like a situation where he could be Marvel's Mr. Freeze where, like, <laughs> he, takes, he takes the character and, like, goes so over Shoot. the top. Yeah, It goes so over the top that it's just going to be – I'm just going to laugh. And I don't want that. But, I mean, part of me wants that just based on the fact that I want to laugh, but another part of me is like, no, I want this movie to be good, mm-hmm. you know? So hopefully – we get like – instead of ice puns, we get a bunch of lip puns. <laughs> if he's just kind of like – you know, uh, Professor Xavier is just kind of like, you know, I, you'll never win. We'll always be able to stop you. And he's like, hey, stop giving me all those apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the best fucking movie ever. <laughs> There's a good chance you can catch your news uh, stories the next morning that I jerked off in the movie theater because of Olivia Munn. That could happen. Holy <laughs> shit, that Psylocke outfit. Damn. That is pretty sweet. She's hot as fuck in that movie. Like, ooh, I need to calm down. I need some water. <laughs> But, I mean, like, we're getting fucking Ghostbusters this summer, and it's like, uh, you got to kick off this summer well for me to be not just upset about it. And Civil War does it, so mm-hmm. that's going to be, oh, okay, I spent eighteen eighteen on a Civil War ticket. Awesome. That means I don't have to spend a dollar for fucking Ghostbusters. <laughs> I don't even want to spend the time touring it. I'm not. I'm not even doing that. I, 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 think, I think what's going to end up happening is... Uh, if my mom wants to see it, she'll just take me to see it. But that might that might be a two dollar theater movie for I, I don't even know. Maybe I'll just catch it on TV. You sound way worse than when I see something like that. Well, well, because look, I'm because I'm the type of person who, as terrible as a movie looks, I always give something a chance just because I feel like I sh- I should because I, I I like giving things a chance, but. It's not like my expectations are any high going into it. So, I mean, I'll probably catch it in the first month it comes out. But if if it's anything better than terrible, I'll probably be like, oh, my gosh, it's not terrible, guys. You know, they're going to have to pay me to watch. it. I ain't fucking. (laughs) And it's going to have to be more than two bucks. But um, yeah. Yeah. So our review point for Captain America Civil War, we're all giving it a hit. Got a couple misses along the way, but the last question I want to ask everybody, now that we've seen Winter Soldier and Civil War, and then on the Joss Whedon side of things, we saw Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron, what do you guys think about the idea of the Russos that they're doing whatever those next two are going to be, Secret Avengers, uh, Infinity War, whatever? Does it make you more excited that the Russos are doing it, or do you wish now, after watching Civil War, that maybe Joss Whedon should have continued on? Uh, Dace, I'm going to start off with you. I think a mix of both would have been good. I, I don't know how well that would have went over with the Russos and Whedon trying to pull the strings, but they both had good things about what they did. Um, and, like, Whedon, he got a little whiny towards the end, but at the same time, it's like, well, the Avengers are really good. Uh, the Russos, though, I think with Winter Soldier, phenomenal. This was really good. 
And according to like an interview they did, they already started writing Avengers and Infinity War, the two movies, because they start shooting in like November or some shit. So it's like, okay, uh, you know, keep going, keep don't Zack Snyder this shit, but keep going. <laughs> uh, just, just, just a side question: uh, When is uh, the first Avenger one slate to come out? May twenty eighteen, I think. Oh, okay. All right, just ask him. Yeah. May I think it's 2018, 2019, right? It's May the 4th, 2018, so... Oh, okay. Better be Star Wars oriented. <laughs> oh, that's their crossover. They're not releasing the title because it's actually going to be Avengers Episode Eight. <laughs> <laughs> Bounty Hunter. Boba Fett takes on everybody. Yeah. Drew, your thoughts on uh, the Russos versus Whedon? I don't know, guys. I think Whedon's got a shot. <laughs> I don't fucking care. I don't pay too much attention <laughs> to it. Fair enough. Andre, you have know, right? It's, it's uh, put a movie in front of me, and if I like it, I'll praise it. If if it's not that good, then, uh, you know, go fuck a duck. I got a movie to put in front of you, then One Crazy Summer. <laughs> it's a great movie. You should totally see it. I don't trust you guys. I go would back and check out either. that four real movie club. <laughs> I wasn't allowed uh, to pick movies for like three months after that. <laughs> somebody brought it up on a podcast the other day. I was listening to it. They're like, oh, it's like that scene in One Crazy Summer. I'm like, holy shit, somebody else fucking watched it. You sure it wasn't me? <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. Andre, are you more or less excited about Russo's taking over for Whedon? Uh, I, I'm honestly more excited. Now, I do agree with Ace that a mixture of the both probably would have been the best option. I feel like with... Uh, Josh Whedon's uh, two Avenger films, they were more... I'm not, I don't want to say that they weren't like high stakes because the entire Earth would have been destroyed, but um, they were more uh, uh, comic booky, if I can say this. And I'm saying like Civil War is like the, the, the more comic booky type film of Winter Soldier, but I feel like the Russo brothers are adding... Or the... Is it Russo? Yeah, Russo. Russo. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking Ross for a second, but like the Russo brothers are adding a more... Uh, seriousness to it that it has a good mixture of both being serious and being a comic book film and i think that that's what the other avengers film needs going forward because it's just gonna keep rising in like difficulty for them essentially you know so i think that the russo brothers do a good job of making it more uh grounded so i'm very excited for the uh, avengers film coming up and i think the russo brothers are a good choice to do it see i didn't i didn't know that the russos were doing this movie i I didn't. I, there weren't that many swerves in the movie, so I was really confused the whole time. Even though we had a brother. <laughs> yeah. Anthony, John, Vince. We're just going to merge them all together, and they're going to be Ross Whedon. An <laughs> <laughs> old bitch friends. about the TV series now. Colson's still dead. Fuck him. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that about does us in for this review point. Thumbs up from all of us when it comes to Civil War. I mentioned before, a little bit of faults, but we're all still excited about what's coming in the future. And you, you kind of have to be. I mean, Marvel's kicking ass. As much as we're worried about DC, and again, that's prefacing it with me saying that I did like Captain, uh, Captain America Civil War in a lot of ways that I liked Batman v Superman. So, you know, whatever. But, uh, Last thing for us to do here is to go around and do our plugs. So, Drew, anything you want to promote? Uh, you know, you can follow me on the Twitters, at Drew Savoy, and go to my YouTube, which is McFrickin' Duncan. Andre, anything on your end? 
Oh, well, if you like gameplay commentaries, film reviews, podcasts I do with my friends and other stuff like that, you can uh, check out my YouTube channel, Andre the Turtle. So if you want to check that out, you can. And I also have a Twitter for that YouTube channel, at Andre the Turtle. He might be teenage and mutant. Possibly. <laughs> Possibly in the future that'll happen. But Oh, man, I forgot uh, TMNT's coming out this summer, too. Yeah. Oh, did, did you not get that trailer at the movie movies? Oh yeah, I did actually. It, I did, and everyone it. around me was booing the shit out of it, but it, it won me over. I'm actually, I, I actually want to go see it now. It looks I will pretty. Ad- I, I will admit, the first one, I was not a hater as much as a lot of people were. I didn't think it was a good movie, but I, I was like, eh, it's fine. Uh, but this one looks like it just doesn't give a shit anymore. That it's like, you know what? The first one wasn't good. We're just going to make it really ridiculous. Uh, so I feel like it's a movie that I could just go into and have fun with. As opposed to the first one was. Where I was just more nervous about whether or not they'd stay true to the characters. So, yeah. yeah. The gra- the greatest part about the trailer was you got to see Seamus at one point. <laughs> So, Dace, are you in with uh, us bringing some pizzas to the movie theaters to watch TMNT? Yeah, I know a few guys there. We can slip them by. Sweet. <laughs> uh, hit us with your plugs, by the way. Oh, just go to thedacemanshow.com. It's so great. Everything's in one spot. I don't have to do a million plugs. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm envious. <laughs> <laughs> well, go check out Fanboys Anonymous and Smart Out Moment and Tony Mango and A Mango Tree and Out on Limbs and All Talk Show. <laughs> God knows what else. I have way too much shit on my plate. Uh, but yeah, uh, review point episode number 29 is in the bag. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, if you're listening to this on YouTube, if you're on iTunes or Stitcher, leave us a positive review. Uh, you can't do that on Stitcher, I don't think. But if you do it on iTunes, that'll actually help us out a lot. It'll make us climb the charts a little bit there. And hit us with a thumbs up on YouTube as well. And don't forget to leave your comments below and tell us what you thought of Captain America Civil War. Did you think that the same hits and the same misses were on par with what we said? Did you have some issues? Disagree? Agree? Whatever the case may be, drop a line there and pay attention to fanboysanonymous.com for everything else coming your way because we're going to be ramping up to X-Men Apocalypse with our fan tracks. We're going to have a variation of the movie club where we're going to go through the films that have come out through the different incarnations of the X-Men franchise already. Lots of other things that are coming like that. I got a Fanboys Fix It article coming up really soon as well for that to tell you how you could have made the first X-Men movie a little bit better. So on and so forth. But that's it for now, everybody. Time for us to geek out. See you next time, everyone.